With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, we've made it through one hour of State of the Nation, and it's on to hour two, and we're very happy to welcome to the show uh, my co-host, who is out on assignment, out and about doing his thing in lovely California, Brian Hesher McLean. Hey, Hesh, how are you, brother? We're missing you here, but it's good to see you today, man. Hey, yeah, great to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm missing being on the show. My goodness. Uh, always enjoy uh, Senator Brian there. He's got great commentary on California. Pretty scary situation he's laying out there, Steve. Yeah, I'm t- it's scary for California. It's scary for the entire nation. And speaking of that, Hesh, I wanted to get your take on this. We touched on it earlier with the senator. I touched on it a little bit with David Whited in the last hour. And this is this scenario that is laid out in the Federalist by Eddie Scarry uh, or scary. And it is scary. Uh, Yeah. Now that now that the smartest man that Joe Biden knows has been indicted and is looking at federal prison time for tax evasion, among other debaucherous activities, uh, this is going to put it. This is going to really put a a cramp and a kink in the uh, in Biden's campaign. Not that he didn't have plenty of those already. What what Eddie Scarry is pointing out here in the Federalist is that what Joe could do and what the Democrats might have up their sleeve is that Joe is going to be the nominee. They've basically cleared the field for him. RFK Jr. is going to give him some problems and maybe you'll get a couple other you know, nobodies that'll pop up and try and challenge him from the left. But at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Biden no matter what. What if? Joe Biden on the floor of the convention pulls an LBJ and says, I am the nominee, but I am hereby rescinding my name. I control the delegates and here is my handpicked successor. And by the way, it's not Kamala. And then a la a kiss concert down comes Gavin Newsom from the rafters lowered on, uh, you know, cables and he hits the stage. And all of a sudden, Gavin Newsom is the Democrat nominee. I know that's a nightmare scenario, but would you put it past the Democrats or would you put it past the Biden crime family to make this happen? I would not put it past them, Steve. Absolutely not. This is uh, definitely one of many things we should be prepared prepared to actually see happen. Um, why else would Gavin be doing all this? You know, it almost feels like the whole the whole pace of everything, everything, McCarthy, all the hearings, Hunter Biden, the slow drip release of it all. It's almost like this is some grand theater that's been ginned up just for big moves like that, big dramatic moves like that. Yeah, and I, I it, it, exactly right. It does seem almost orchestrated, doesn't it? It does seem kabuki theater. And if he yeah. were to do that, I mean, I, I, now, Scary, this guy that wrote this piece, uh, he says, uh, let me just read you a bit of this, and so it kind of give you the flavor of it. He says, uh, Democrats, of course, uh, Democrats are, of course, in a problem of their own making. They nominated a cadaver who was twice rejected for the spot in the past. But it turned out that with a little pandemic hyping, race riot stoking, mail-in ballot rigging, they were able to pull things off and foist him into the White House. 
Donald Trump, unfortunately, uh, at least temporarily defeating Donald Trump. Unfortunately, the country collapsed into ruin under Biden and he goes on and on. But now he's saying if this happens, he said there will almost certainly be violence for weeks, maybe months. What would Democrat leaders do to quell it? What wouldn't they do? Nonetheless, it's a price that they may be willing to pay if it increased their chances of defeating Trump in a second term. That's pretty scary because they know damn good and well that if Biden does pull that move, that it's going to send the base, the leftist base, into a complete hysteria. And for that matter, the rest of the nation. What do you think? Yeah, I think both bases will be in a complete hysteria at that point, almost. I mean, I, I don't know, man. If that really happens, that's, um, that is the kind of thing. You know, I like the way that he wrote that. That's really well written. And uh, that is the kind of thing that could, you know, disrupt elections, disrupt a country, kick something off. I mean, we got way too many vectors right now for things kicking off to have possibilities like this. But I guess that is our current reality, Steve. It's a pretty it's pretty damning reality, really, isn't it, Hash? I mean, it looks to me as if all of this is being done quite intentionally. I think Biden knew his goose was cooked a long time ago. I think this this uh, Gavin Newsom shadow campaign has been orchestrated from the word go. I think they were waiting for that. I, I love the way Jonathan Turley put it on Fox News yesterday. He said the Bidens knew that the torpedo was in the water. Uh, and yeah. they, but they just they just didn't know when it was going to hit. And I guess the contingency plan uh, all along was to somehow, you know, Joe's going to try and cover for Hunter. Of course, he can't pardon him if he hasn't been convicted. So it would have to wait for a conviction. I suppose he could pre preemptively pardon him. I don't know. But even that scenario plays out like crap uh, for for electoral processes. I mean, finally, people will say, OK, he's guilty. I was talking to, you know, Senator Jones. You heard that probably earlier from from California there and we were talking about how you know this is if he does pardon Hunter Biden if he goes out of his way and says I'm going to pardon him I mean what do you think the ramifications there are remember Hunter uh, uh, Don Jr Eric Ivanka even Jared Kushner all of them sat for hours at a time under deposition and now they're going to let Hunter Biden skate very very strange man it's amazing, dude. After the after the whole RussiaGate thing collapsed, you know, and and they they did this charade on the American public for years on end. It's it's just like look at this as a comparison to it, and know and know that our country is devolving, devolving into a banana republic. Yeah, it's really strange, and how quickly it happens. It doesn't take long, does it, to burn down a representative republic? I mean, if you really put your mind to it. It's scary, brother. Yeah. Well, listen, it when is. are we going to see it's... when are we going to see you back here, man? Hey, I'm going to be on assignment here in California for a few more days. Uh, so I'll be back with you at some point next week and I'm going to be calling in. Um, if people are enjoying it, uh, we'll I'm sure we'll hear from you guys. And uh, please let us know. Hello. To, hello to you in the chat and you out there watching. Thanks for being here for state of the nation and Steve, thanks for covering while I'm out on this important uh, assignment here and I will be doing my best to check in. I'll be bringing news from California. I'm already spotting things here that I think you will be interested in. Oh, good. Well, take notes and we'll compare those notes when you come back, but listen, brother, I know you're doing, you're doing God's work out there and we thank you for, uh, thank you for calling in and give us a few moments, brother. 
Brian Hesher McLean. He will be back, but there he goes. Thank you, sir. Safe travels to you, my friend. We'll talk to you real yeah. soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> you got it, brother. Take care of yourself. Hey, do you have a suggestion for a possible guest or a host uh, that you'd like to hear on TNT Radio? Maybe a topic you want to hear discussed? Well, we'd love to hear from you then. All you got to do is simply fill out a suggestion form on the TNT Radio website and help us make a difference on TNT Radio. Giving you what you want. I want the fact. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, it's time to check in once again with our friend Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Get this, according to an update from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, more than 60 toddlers across the nation have reported lead toxicity linked to apple puree pouches that were recalled due to dangerous lead contamination. Here with the story, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. So basically, Ruckus, if I got this straight, it's those kind of squeeze uh, pouches uh, of like applesauce that kids are eating. I didn't even think there was lead in the production of those things, but w what's the story? It was the cinnamon, Steve. It's been linked to the cinnamon, apparently. <laughs> uh, the agency, the FDA, that is, said in a statement that it had received a total 64 reports of adverse events that are potentially potentially linked to the recalled products. That's as of December 5th, and that is up from 57 cases reported last week. To date, the reports span 27 states and involve children under the age of six. That is according to this latest update from the FDA on the investigation. Uh, as of December 5th, cases have been reported in Alabama, Arkansas, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Missouri, North Carolina, Nebraska, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. Wow. The affected products were marketed to parents and children under the brands Wanabana. Wanabana. It's it's kind of a play on the uh, banana word. So they replace. So it's not banana. It starts with the letter W. And I cannot possibly properly say this this word, but I bet kids know how to say it. Uh, but this is the <laughs> apple cinnamon fruit puree. Uh, and then there is Schnucks and Weiss branded cinnamon applesauce pouches as well. They were sold nationwide by grocery chains such as Dollar Tree, as well as online retailers such as the big one, Amazon. The FDA said, quote, consumers should not eat, sell or serve recalled when when a banana schnucks or Weiss brand apple cinnamon pouches and should discard them, end quote. Um, it adds, quote, to properly discard the product, consumers and retailers should carefully open the pouch and empty the content into a trash can before discarding the package to prevent others from salvaging recalled product from the trash. Clean up any spills after discarding the product, then wash your hands, end quote. That's a lot of instructions for people who probably missed the recall announcement. Uh, although Wanabana voluntarily recalled all its apple cinnamon fruit puree products on uh, Halloween, October 31st, regardless of the expiration date and lot code, the FDA noted that the applesauce pouches, including recalled uh, the three packs, uh, they, they sell them together in a three pack. They're still on the shelves at Dollar Tree stores in several states 
nationwide. So parents, please be careful. Uh, double check this thing, okay? Um, this is uh, what's going on. As I mentioned, they somehow linked this to the cinnamon, um, and it is a lead poisoning. Um, of course, hmm. lead is toxic to humans, and exposure at any age or health status can lead to serious symptoms. Uh, from what we're seeing with these children, uh, the signs and the symptoms that they've been exhibiting include headache, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, change in activity level, and anemia. This is according to the CDC. So if uh, your kid is exhibiting uh, these things, uh, double check your pantry. Make sure you don't have these cinnamon applesauce pouches. And if you do, get rid of them, as was recommended by the FDA. But what do you think, Steve? I mean, I tell you, just the, the disposal instructions are scary as hell. Carefully remove the top. Stand away. Do not breathe in the fumes. I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, goodness gracious, it sounds like trying to tell me how to get rid of a used motor oil there, you know, and make sure you wash the pouches and rubber gloves, the whole thing. Well, you know, I mean, I, I as a kid, I loved applesauce. So I think the, the moral of the story is uh, the cinnamon either the harvesting or the processing of that cinnamon somehow got contaminated with lead. There's your story. Buy regular applesauce and use your own ground cinnamon to sprinkle on top of it, I guess. But man, that's scary, huh? Wow. Maybe you should be growing your own apples too, Steve. You know, this there, there was another story yesterday. It's kind of semi-related, but one of the um, the lawmakers, uh, I forget who it was in the the, the Senate or one politician here in the United States is putting pressure. They want to uh, restrict the uh, import of garlic from China, but they have a darn good reason because you learn that this the way they were growing this garlic included growing it in some sort of sewage sludge comprised comprised of human feces, uh, and then they were processing it using slave labor. Um, and the vast majority of food on our grocery shelves, Steve, people don't know where that came from. What's involved in the making of it? So I think the ultimate way to stay safe is to be more self-sufficient, have like a little home garden, maybe talk to some local food growers and farmers, and maybe that's the safe way to to do anything these days is my suggestion. And I know that's difficult, but something to consider. Yeah, I, I don't want to be cooking with any sewage garlic. Uh, that would probably ru ruin the uh, the aroma of the food amongst uh, and not not to mention the taste and the health standards of the food. I, I do know that a lot of times that garlic you go and you, when I when I buy garlic, I make sure that it says U.S. grown because I'd heard these warnings about Chinese garlic before. But, you know, these same people that are lecturing us, uh, uh, Ruckus, are, are happily driving their EVs and saying they're doing good for the planet, while these same kids that are sludging through fields of uh of fecal insanity in china harvesting their garlic their brothers and sisters are digging for the rare earth minerals needed to power those evs uh nothing seems to, nothing seems to be coming good out of china these days anyway ruckus is always my friend thank you so much for that one brother you have a great weekend buddy thanks you too steve we'll talk to you on monday yeah you will yeah you will take care enjoy it you're listening to State of the Nation, perhaps even watching State of the Nation. You know, you can do that now. You can do it on our website at TNTradio.com. You can stream the uh, audio and video right there. You can also find us on Gab and Getter and all the places, Odyssey, even Rumble, all of it. But check it out. We're going to be back on the other side of it. We've got our guest co-host. Well, not co-host. He's a host of his own show. Also a writer for Gateway Pundit, among other things. Joe Hoft joins us next.
on State of the Nation on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Joe Hoft. Just a terrible situation there, and Biden was behind it pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. To, I bet you more than 50% didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in, in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. Since, since, well, under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down, thank God, but under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to uh, that part of the world. These people are, have been after Israel forever and, and uh, supported by Iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them, uh, you know, basically uh, create chaos in the Middle East, terrorism. And, and we saw what happened earlier this year, about a month ago, uh, the two of them attack in Israel and the death and destruction, rape and kidnapping, more than 240 people kidnapped. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. The net zero con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation. Well, in a short 11 months uh, from now, Americans will be going back to the polls and we will be determining the fate of the Biden administration, but more importantly, the fate of the nation. Are we going to lose our precious representative form of governance or are we going to sink down to authoritarian, tyrannical lead? Maybe we'll right the ship and overcome what has been going down. But uh, it's pretty scary out there. Joining us now to examine our path forward, our friend from TNT. He's a co-host. Oh, he's a host on TNT radio. And he's also, of course, the regular writer for Gateway Pundit and uh, the founder of JoeHoff.com. That would be Joe Hoft. Joe, hello, sir. How are you? Welcome to State of the Nation. Thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be here, Steve. Appreciate it. Appreciate for having me. Yeah, no, happy to have you. Um. Well, boy, uh, you're talking about a wrench being thrown in the gears here. This uh, Hunter indictment has kind of shaken things up, but it it I don't know how that's going to play out. But I do know that leading up to this, even before this indictment was handed down, we have been and I'm sure you have too, Joe, been concerned about election integrity as we look forward to the 2024 general election. Now, some states have passed laws uh helping out with the uh bundling and uh ballot boxes and uh the the uh the the automatic voting machines and whatnot is that going to be enough to assure us a free and fair election or what are your concerns going forward yeah i have i have some well i have some major concerns i there's been a lot of work but i don't know how much of it's been necessarily uh targeting the right areas and and, so, and in many cases, the resolution is is challenging as well. So um, I, I can explain. I had a, I've written three books on the subject of the 2020 election. I call them the steel. Yeah. One was one was setting the stage, all the things that happened ahead of time that looking back was kind of easy to see, like, oh, my God, uh, the media, the color revolution of meaning the deep state and uh, and big tech, big, big, uh, big media. Uh, the uh, just 
uh, China. China was the, the piece I wrote about China was when I was over in Hong Kong at the time. I could see Trump was crushing China economically. So they had a, the my my thesis there is they had every reason to drop that COVID if they wanted to intentionally because they were getting crushed by Trump. I saw uh, their their economy it still hasn't recovered. We talk about a terrible economy here. Their economy there is just as bad. So I talk about all those things leading up to the election. I talked even about the rallies. I think we mentioned this before. Trump has 1.4 or 1.1 million people at his rallies leading up to 2020. Biden less than 2,000 people. You're going to tell me that Biden gets the, you know, it's just insane. Yeah, 81 million votes. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. And um, it's just insanity. So in the second book, maybe that's the message, trust your senses. Because when you see this stuff, it doesn't make sense. And I put together, and this is what an auditor would do. And that's what I was for a big part of my career overseas and here in the States. And um, and uh, so, you know, you just look at it. First of all, you look at the overall numbers. Well, nothing added up. Nothing made sense. How can this guy with the, the lowest turnout in years uh, win the overall election? How come it was just targeted in the in these six or so counties? What was really going on in these ballot facilities, et cetera? So, so that's the first step an auditor would take: is look at the overall big picture and then start looking at the areas of focus. And and we brought up something early on. Within a week after the election, we saw that there was patterns to the data. Now, as being an again as an auditor, it's just kind of common sense. If there's patterns there and they shouldn't be there, then you've got something to look into. And we had patterns all over in this data that we could get our hands on. And we saw that we saw that what led us to that was the glitches. We start I started reporting on glitches right after the election. Oh, look at this. Somebody said this these numbers flip between Biden and Trump. And and they and did it, it on the overnight just, hours. They did it yeah, in the in the in the dark of night. They they, they all of a sudden flipped. Yeah. That's right. And you could see it on TV. All of a sudden, Trump's up by 32,000. They come back, Trump's down by 32,000. What's going on here? We saw this uh, by the, within a week, we had about seven of these. And I was thinking, man, if I could just get my hands on the data behind this. And we got our hands on it. It was kind of a miracle of coincidences, but things fell together. And we got the data and we started looking at it. And we we had a, I remember we, we had a post that was, uh, you know, looking at this data, working with another guy who's really, really sharp. Um, I, I had a couple guys I was working with that were really sharp. One guy's a senior actuary at a major company, smart guy with numbers. He he looked into Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Nobody's ever challenged this, by the way, Steve. Nobody. And what he saw is election day, Trump is up two to one, basically, about two million votes to one million on Biden, you know, in person wow. votes. Then they start counting the uh, absentee. And they come out of nowhere, and and all of a sudden Biden, you know, steals Pennsylvania. Three days later, there's enough votes to put Biden in the lead, and we're all sitting back, our jaws are dropped. Like, come on, somebody stop this! This is insane. And uh, so what happened though is this guy looks at those numbers and he sees there's a pattern for every every county that President Trump won, percentage of win was in direct proportion to the percentage of Biden's win in the absentee ballots. So they spread them <laughs> across counties and made the same. It's a pattern. It's it's crazy and it shouldn't be there. Clearly, there was some manipulation going on. And uh, that was in Philadelphia where we couldn't even sit in there and look. That was, you know, who said this was a guy from Dilbert Scott Adams said this uh, about a few weeks after the election. He says, don't kid yourself. As soon as they locked us out of these rooms and wouldn't let us in to see what the hell was going on, that's when the election yeah. was done. Nothing yeah, else matters. Scott Adams, Scott Adams is no he great. Great. 
Yeah, I love him. I, 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 yeah. I, I follow him on all of his pages. He's funny and yeah. he's very insightful and he's pretty sharp. Now, now, right. Philadelphia notwithstanding, um, we also had some really weird irregularities of, in Fulton County. We know, which right. not coincidentally is where Trump is being charged. Gee, imagine that. Right. Uh, we right. also saw. We also saw some kind of hanky panky funny business going on in Arizona. Right now, there's a recall effort going to get rid of the governor, uh, uh, Katie Hobbs, who, as far as I'm concerned, not only did she allow Joe Biden to steal the election in Arizona, but she also allowed herself to steal the election from Carrie Lake. But some of these states, Georgia in particular, has issued uh, has put forth what most people on both sides are saying. "Eh, This is a pretty good election integrity law. The question is, is this going to be too little too late? Because God knows they are in a panic, especially in light of this latest indictment from Hunter and where that goes. Well, you know, I I don't these guys cannot be trusted. And um, so they're even now looking into the machines there, Dominion machines. And that was that was a piece of my book, too. The government came out and said these machines in Georgia are not secure bad actor could sneak in and flip a vote and that's all we needed to know these and, and i've talked to a guy a professional a big four firmer said hey these machines would never be put in place in the corporate world and i agree you can't have a system that's not secure that people can sneak in and change your results it's impossible in the corporate world somebody would see that we'd shut it down like right now as a corporate auditor i'm like this is crazy and um yet we have that in our machines in georgia and across the board so so those things still haven't been fully addressed. Raffensperger said he's going to keep them in place and address these issues after the next election. But that's insanity. The, yeah. but the other thing is, Steve, there's more to this. There's new systems that are in place, and people aren't talking about these. And I wrote about these in my third book. I'll call it the the new the election systems, uh, the non-election election systems. Because hold on, Joe, do me a favor. Audited. Do yeah. me a favor. Hold that thought. I want to jump to headlines, and I don't want to shortchange you on this because I know this is an important okay. tranche here that we're going to jump into. So let's do that. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to State of the Nation. My guest is Joe Hoff, and we'll be back right after these headlines. What brings you here? News Talk Radio. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The tax evasion indictment against Hunter Biden filed on Wednesday night details a significant expenditure of $870,000 in activities, including hiring prostitutes, memberships to sex clubs, and pornography. An inquiry led by Operation Canova has concluded that 16 individuals identified as suspected handlers of a double agent codenamed Steak Knife during the Troubles will not be prosecuted. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, we are back uh, on State of the Nation, and my guest is Joe Hoff. Joe, before we were uh, before we took that little break for the headlines, we were talking about coming forward and how you think uh, there's another very important story within this story. What was that you were going yeah. to enlighten us on? Yeah, there's so much to talk about, Steve. But uh, yeah, so there's new systems that are in place now that nobody's talking about that we uncovered over the last few years. And um, so... Um, they have to be included in any in any effort to make sure that our next elections fairly and fair. And yet nobody's talking about them. And so uh, I'll tell you what I'm gonna. I'll just announce on the show we've got a group. We've we've labeled it uh, Fate 
2024. We've, it's a group of probably about 30 professionals, some of the smartest people you know, especially involved in uh, the election integrity movement. We've got together. We're gonna. What we're gonna do is inventory the entire population of how our systems work, and including these new systems. We're gonna look for for where there's absences of controls or controls that aren't working, and then we're gonna see what we can do to ensure that these controls are in place before 2024. And it's not an easy job because we can't. My my theory is we can't rely on the courts we we learned this after the election so we've got to come up with enough smart ideas which we can do to fix enough of these controls so that we can win but these new systems got to be addressed our our, our fate stands for fair and transparent elections 2024 we don't have a website yet we just set up i just set up a nonprofit, and like i said we've got some smart people on this team really wow, solid that's best and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna address this stuff. So that's a big thing that I've been working on uh, over the last few months. Uh, you know, our producer Kim knows that. I I talked to her quite a bit about it. But we've got some real momentum. As a matter of fact, even I believe even uh, well, I shouldn't. I, I better not tell you some of the stuff. Yeah, don't, don't let too much out of the bag. Yeah. Well, we look. We, we've got we, some. We, we, yeah, momentum. We we look real forward to hearing about that as we get closer to it because God knows we need more watchdog groups. And Fate Twenty Four sounds like a good one. Because I, you know, I, I don't know. Here's the thing, Joe. Even if if they do get as down and dirty as we know they they do, and if they try that again, given the numbers that Biden is looking at, his poll numbers, and no doubt this indictment is going to drag him further down into the quicksand. The border is really starting to heat up. I mean, that's starting to. It's always been hot, but now it's just becoming untenable. Should somehow they rig this for Joe Biden to win again? Because they're desperate to keep Trump out of office and not just Biden and family, but a whole bunch of people are desperate to keep that from happening. What do you think the country would how do you think we would respond if 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 an obvious rigging happens part two? That's um, what I'm afraid. Yeah, I'd, well, I'm telling you, there's a number of things that are going to could start, you know, just, you know, civil war. Uh, people are people are very upset about the last election. We saw a million people show up at the uh at the Capitol on January 6th, and I, and I believe, uh, and I've written about this, a lot of evidence, this was the uh, feds that started those riots. And here, here's why I say it, Steve, Freak, and at all these Trump rallies, at like 1.1 million people, not a single incidence of violence, not one. I'm not aware yeah. of one, and two guys even fighting at these rallies. And they're saying that, you know, this thing was so violent and all these things. Those people that were violent there weren't Trump supporters. I, I wholeheartedly believe it. Four Trump supporters died that day, and and media never talks about that. They made up the lie that five cops did. And we could go on and on about that. Americans are, are totally pissed, especially seeing how they're this destruction of America. I think the biggest thing that concerns me is like you just mentioned these this open border. I'm seeing stuff this morning, Steve, on Twitter every day. You see these masses of people crossing that border. You're like. What the hell is going on? Why are we not stopping this? You know what? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's what insane. Is going, it's frightening because they all look like we've been saying it for a couple of years. They're all military age men. What the hell's going on? Why are you letting them in? I actually wrote a piece at JoeHoff.com where I say this. This is deep state strategy. Uh, bring uh, Allow all these terrorists to come into your country. Start a war, which Biden just it's you know announced a couple of days ago. We're going to be fighting Russians man to man. He said that a couple of days ago. 
<laughs> then uh, you you know you can't fill up the military, so you bring in a bunch of uh, t- you know illegals to run your to and and offer them uh, fight for us, and we'll give them citizenship. These illegals are all terrorists. Have them turn around and shoot Americans. That's to me uh, one hell of a strategy from from some sick people. And it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But then you yeah. step back and you say, well, wait a minute. Wait, what about COVID? What about January yeah, six? What about everything? Everything. Every, that's I was just about to say. It's it, it's everything. It's it, it's it's multifaceted. I think people are starting to kind of see through it. Uh, I think those of us on the on the right have always seen through it. But I think I think a larger percentage of the population is starting to figure it out too. Now, earlier in the program, uh, Joe, last hour, I had uh, State Senator Brian Johnson or jo- Jones from uh, from uh, California. He's the uh, State Senate Minority Leader there, Republican. They just got back him and a whole bunch of staffers and other uh, uppity ups in the state Senate went down to the San Diego border crossing area. And he was saying, he goes, Steve, we were looking at Chinese nationals all wearing the basically carrying the exact same backpack, all dressed remarkably similar, uh, not exactly similar. It wasn't a uniform, but they were all well dressed. We're here to four. We'd been seeing. Uh, you know, it's Central and South Americans crossing the border in tatters. These folks crossed the border pretty well dressed, all wearing the same outfits, all carrying the same backpacks as if, and we know this to be true, the CCP sent them. This is, mm-hmm. this is intentional, Joe. It's this a, is intentional. It's, suicide. it's the great Trojan horse of uh, the modern era. It's, out, it's outrageous. And we're sitting back and everybody knows it's happening. And we keep thinking, who's going to fix this? It's kind of like with the elections. Who's going to fix this? It's it's like with everything. Who's going to fix this? And and uh, and it's just, it's overwhelming to the average American for sure. It's, you know, it, overwhelming is a good word to use there, Joe, because overwhelming is the strategy of Cloward and Piven. And we've seen this played out on the border. They overwhelm the system so much so that the system collapses. And then in the destruction of the system, they say, well, we need to come up with a new system. (laughs) And so the very people that destroy the system are now championing the cause to fix the system. And I don't think we we really want the fix that they're going to recommend, but I suspect one is coming. What do you think? um yeah i i do too i heard i just got a call right before the show that uh, tucker carlson uh, interviewed uh alex jones like yesterday it's out on twitter and that it's pretty uh, dire jones has been one of these guys that's a bit of a prophet at times he's way ahead of his time and he's apparently has some dire uh predictions for coming up i this friend of mine who called me he's a christian he says joe we gotta work you know we gotta add christ to this thing because we're going to, we need it. And with God, we can overcome, but my gosh, this is a mess that they've, they've, they've created here in this country. It's, it's an absolute nightmare. They want to destroy this country. It's clear. It is clear. And it's, it's, it's sad. And what, what, what is shocking beyond the fact that they're trying to destroy this, I mean, as if that weren't shocking enough, what really is frightening is how quickly they've managed to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. they've all of a sudden said, okay, it's time to enact the plan whatever the plan may be and on every metric and on every single whether it's foreign policy whether it's domestic policy mm-hmm. whether it's border security voting integrity as we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier it's it's they're headed down the the rails at rapid fire aren't they to destroy this country 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I, I blame Obama. I blame Biden. I blame uh, Hillary. I blame uh, I blame the media, uh, World Economic Forum. The media for, certainly is a big part of it. Uh, big tech is uh, the way they've censored us is outrageous. But, you know, so all of this is true. But it, but something's there. I heard this the other day from Darren Beatty uh, from Revolver. He said, you know, but something's not it's not working. This color re- revolution is not working here. And and some truth of that is the fact with that. Basically, this show, this channel, uh, my website, Gateway Pundit, all these sites now that are developed on the Internet that are pushing the truth. Because 62% of Americans in a poll in April by Rasmussen believe that the election was stolen. So they're not getting that information from mainstream media and they're not getting it from yeah. cable news. They're getting it from us. So that's pretty, to me, that's real hopeful. People want the truth and they're finding us to get it. And so um, I have a lot of hope in that regard. And those numbers are consistent with the number of people in another poll that believe that the feds were involved in uh, January 6th. And now there's, you know, the polls really at least 60 percent of Americans uh, would vote for Trump over Biden, at least. Yeah. And it's well, probably you know even what? higher. Joe Hoft, you know what? That is a very optimistic uh, message to part on, I think. I don't want to push my luck. <laughs> JoeHoff.com. <laughs> and of course, you can check out the Joe Hoff show right here on TNT Radio. Joe, as always, my friend, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Uh, look forward to really look forward to having you back to talk about Fate 24 yeah. once that is officially kicked off. And uh, and we'll discuss mm-hmm. this. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about, buddy. Uh, enjoy yeah. your weekend, Joe. Thanks for giving Thanks us Thanks a lot. You today, too. Brother. Thanks for having me anytime. Appreciate it. All right. Take care of yourself. Yeah. There he goes. That's Joe Hoft. And again, you can check out Joe at his website, joehoff.com. You can check him out on Gateway Pundit. He always writes some great pieces there. And of course, right here on TNT Radio. I'm Steve Hook. You're listening and watching State of the Nation on TNT Radio. And we will be right back after this. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. It's a truism that bears repeating that everything the left says is either a lie or is based on a lie. Take, for example, the whopper that we need to eliminate beef cattle in order to save the planet from global warming. Even the University of California Davis knows how ridiculous this is. A report they recently issued says that laboratory-grown beef poses a 25 times greater threat to the environment than traditionally raised cattle. How can it be that we need to replace the pasture with the petri dish in light of this? Because facts don't matter to the left. They never let facts get in the way of pushing their agenda. And what is that agenda? It's control. As the godfather of globalism, Henry Kissinger said, who controls the food controls the people. That's what getting people to eat bugs is all about. That's what getting people to eat frankenmeat's all about. Control, not the environment. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor creating new visions. Now, my fingers are my eyes. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that means a lot to me. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. 
Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Well, it's been a while since we've spoken to our friend Barry Nussbaum of uh, Maui, beautiful Hawaii. It's also been a while since any real national news coverage concerning the residents of Lahaina uh, has been pursued. So we figured, you know what? Their plight is still very real, very much in the air as lawyers, politicians, and developers sharpen their knives like vultures uh, as they've descended on this once paradise on earth, Lahaina. Barry, welcome to the show. Um, so good to have you. Uh, American Tooth, uh, Truth Project, by the way, is a website that you can find Barry's writings on americantruthproject.org. Barry, again, welcome to State of the Nation. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. How are you? Aloha. Aloha back at you. It's great to be back with you. On today, December 8th, we are exactly four months from the fire today. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it is a, a sad anniversary of sorts. It was back in August, four months ago today, uh, that we witnessed what see I mean, it was, I mean, it was just the, the fire was horrendous. The the speed with which it destroyed Lahaina was crazy. And then, of course, all the problems started for for the residents. The fire was bad enough, but after the fire, as I mentioned, developers swooped into town, lawyers swooped into town, federal officials, local officials. What's going on in Lahaina today? What's happening there? Well, in terms of the reaction, you're 100% correct. Um, Lahaina changed from a sleepy, um, cute, 200-year-old fishing village on the water with shops and restaurants and a place for thousands of people to come every day to um, a disaster zone that's surrounded by six foot blacked out fence. I haven't been inside Lahaina since the fire because I'm not allowed. You have to have FEMA clearances to go past the troops. And I'm talking about troops in guard uniforms, National Guard with their big Humvees that are blocking off every entrance. Um, There's probably more lawyers (laughs) in Lahaina now than residents. I mean, every litigation firm in the country is here. They're on Facebook, Instagram. I get a mailer every day. I get instant messages on my text alerts. Do you want to sign up? We're going to recover money from you. And and I think, honestly, the big occurrence that has caused these attorney firms to salivate and move here and to associate with local firms all goes back to the mistakes that were made the day of August 8th. Nobody's owned them. They're still there. And they are in 50-foot letters in front of the attorneys that are salivating. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, what they see is they see a big payout. It reminds me of the old Stephen Wright joke. 99% of lawyers give the rest of them a bad name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they've seen the writing on the wall. They've seen that, hey, you know what? I don't know the name of the power company out there in Maui. Uh, 
I'm sure it's a state run. I don't know if it's state run, state funded, whatever. It's called it is. HECO, Hawaiian Electric Company, HECO. Oh, HECO. So these lawyers have seen that HECO is probably going to be on the hook for this. And I'm sure there's loads. I guess class action lawsuits are being filed as fast as uh, as fast as these folks can can fill out the forms, huh? Well, let me let me tell you why. And and I'm giving you a, an outsider's view. Obviously, we're not in a court of law. It's two guys chatting about it. Sure. A couple days after the fire, there was a press conference. The CEO of HECO stood next to the mayor and said on the air live in front of a press conference, we made the decision not to turn the power off after the fire started. Decisions were made, and that's all she said. And the crowd, the reporters, went silent in stupefaction that she stood up in front of this crowd, which now, by the way, the whole world knows and all the attorneys know. HECO, HECO, which is our electric company, which is private, which, as I understand it, is the main one of the main investors is BlackRock. Um, left the power on after the fire started. Now, you would think, well, what's the big deal? I also happen to be a witness. I'm a precipient witness in this case. I was coming back from the airport. I was stopped on the highway. Just a small brush fire. We'll have it out soon. I was parked in my truck for four and a half hours as the fire just 2X'd, 5X'd, 10X'd, and burned down Lahaina. We drove over down live power lines to get out of the fire zone. In other words, the power pole tips over because it breaks under incredible pressure of the wind. The sparks are coming out of the lines right into the dried brush and the brush is exploding, exploding. Now, the reason everybody was so upset is instantaneously the power should have been shut off. But it wasn't. And it wasn't a Dowd power line. I personally drove over three or four and there were hundreds. I've and, watched. you know, Barry, we we, we we saw we saw some of the uh, the video. I mean, talking about heartbreak. Saw people were, were actually cooked alive in their cars trying to get out because of this why they were closing it down. And then now here you have the, the president of HECO on live television saying, yeah, we, we never turned them off. I mean, that is just opening up. Is she still the president of HECO? It gets even better. She's still the president. The wow. county of Maui is suing HECO. The county itself is suing the electric company over it. She then came out with a subsequent press release saying, hours later, we turned it off. But by that point, this whole side of the island had hundred foot flames for miles. If you've never seen a hundred foot wall of flame, you haven't experienced the terror the people here had. And it was being driven by 60, 70, 80 mile an hour winds. The fire department was overwhelmed. And it, the, the rule of the day was get out of the way. There's nothing yeah. we can do. Couldn't put the planes up and the helicopters up because of the winds. Um, the firemen can't block a fire moving that quickly through dried brush. And it's, by the way, as we've talked about on your show before, it's not just HECO leaving the power on. It's 
Maui Police Department blocking the two entrances and exits to Lahaina. You talked about people burning in their cars. I know some people who died in Lahaina, burned to wow. death because they could not get out. And nobody can explain to this day why those cars were trapped. Yeah. We have yeah. a friend. We have a friend. She got out of her car with her two kids, jumped in the ocean, and spent the whole night, eight hours treading water in the burning flamed water. And she and her two boys lived. The car torched. I mean, it oh, looks like it was melted yeah. in a smelting plant. So yeah. you've got a third issue, which is the water was turned off in many places by the water company. Because I mean, that's just that's just a mistake. So 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 I got it straight, Barry. What you're saying is the source of the fire, electrical down power lines, was kept on. Uh, putting out the fire, which would be used water, that was shut down. And then at the same time, uh, Hawaii uh, State Police were blocking uh, exit and entrance to Lahaina. Correct. Correct and correct. And it's Maui County Police, but you're right. Maui County and Police. Okay. I've, I've interviewed three or four people that were in that exit line in their cars screaming, let me out. We're going to die. And the people that lived either drove around the police up onto front lawns and around curbs and around stoplights, or they abandoned their cars and ran. The wow. ones, the cars that were left there were incinerated. You can see it on videos. It's online. Yeah, and the I've people seen that stayed in the cars, they got cooked, literally cooked, totally ready for, yeah. for an escape that never happened, basically. That's just, I mean, I, you know, even four months later to the day, I'm still stunned by the, the way this story went down. Now, as we do commemorate four months since this tra travesty, tragedy, destructive force of nature and man, as it turns out, have any of the have any of the residents of Lahaina been made right? Because I was reading a story today online that was printed, good God, this morning, and it was a couple of residents basically saying, we're done. We, we've lost it all. We've got no reason to go back. And then there's a picture of them standing by one of these big walls of black plastic uh, fencing that you're talking about. And it's just, it, it, the picture is, is, is really kind of heartbreaking because they're just looking at this vast wasteland of just a plot of dirt where Lahaina used to be. And they're like, we're not going back. Has anybody well, been made right? Well, obviously, no. Um, thousands have left the island because there's there's three problems. You can't go back to your home that doesn't exist. Or it's condemned and you can't go back. Number two, your ability to rebuild your home, the rumors and the we call it the coconut wireless, everybody talking to everybody after they talk to someone in, in authority. They're talking three, four, five years for permits. And and the third issue is where do you live in the meantime? Yeah. Lahaina, a special side of the island, has a monster housing shortage. Now there's 2,000 homes missing. Those people are living in hotels. This economy is driven 99% by tourism and in related industries. So the tourists are coming back for Christmas. 
Nobody knows where to put these people that have been dispossessed. Some are living in camps. Some are living on the beach. Some are sleeping on the golf course. I'm not talking about people that were homeless. I'm talking about people that were homed that yeah. now, that now don't know where they're going to live. And it's an incredibly sad situation. Um, the, the amount of aid that's going out is de minimis. There's, you can get up to $800 from the Oprah fund. Most people get turned down. Uh, the vast majority of people that have applied for SBA loans have been turned down. Um, the various programs through FEMA are hit and miss. It's, it's a disaster that is so horrific. The president was here. He mumbled some remarks. He dozed off during the people's responses to his remarks. That's not a joke. You can look at the video. I saw it. Yeah. I know a lady that was sitting 10 feet from him, and she said he was out. Now, the White House said he was thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. Poor yeah. Jean-Pierre. I mean, I, she's got the worst job in the world trying to explain what happened today <laughs> and what happened yesterday and she's got she's got the worst job in the world and she's the worst person for the worst job oh in yeah the world. i was gonna say and she's not very good <laughs> at it i, I just to, to make uh insult to injury so yeah all the aid that that president biden promised when he was here uh basically didn't materialize i mean his whole route from the airport was uh, a lot of fjb signs and why are you here signs and after he made some silly jokes about he knows what the horror is of a fire yeah, because his he kitchen had a, burned down he, or something. He had around. a kitchen fire burn once and it could have been really bad, but they got the appliance burnt fire put out. I mean, when you see the miles and miles of devastation here, it looks like yeah. the place was nuked. And well, Barry, and I, I just want to, I, I just want to, uh, yeah, because we don't have much time left. But one of the things that I remember we were concerned about, we have to get your answer in about 30 seconds here, was that rich developers and celebrity types trying to buy up all this land. Does any truth come from that? There are in signs everywhere. Seconds. 30 second signs, sorry, 30 signs everywhere saying we are not for sale. And there are laws that emergency ordinances that have been in place that are preventing rapid transfers of property. Go. Whether Very it no happens problem. or not, I don't know. Well, I thank you. We're going to follow up with you. AmericanTruthProject.org. Uh, Barry Nussbaum, God bless you, sir. Aloha. Thank you for joining us today. We'll talk to you again real soon. Take care. Aloha. Good to be with you. All right. All right. That's going to do it for State of the Nation today. I will be back on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time on TNT Radio. Goodbye. <laughs>